welcome into the next episode of the Next Guy Up podcast. We are live on a Friday for the weekend preview. I am joined, as always, by Mason, yeah. to my left on the screen, and our boy Zachy D. He is in Chicago this week, training for work. So we just thought, you know, we're the Next Guy Up podcast. We're a man down. We got to call somebody up, and who better than J Bo Coco, our number one fan. Mason's yeah. number one hype man. What is up, yeah. Josh? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me on. I am officially uh, the first next man up, I guess. So next yes, guy sir. up. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So now we are 10 episodes without a layoff, but now we have added 11, 11 episodes. 11 episodes. And now we have added somebody to the... So that's the opposite of a layoff. So look yes. at us now, Disney. We're coming for you. 33 ESPN. Exactly. Tell me a podcast that's growing like we are. You couldn't. We're adding people left and right. Zero layoffs. Business is booming. We need a math guy. Our math guy isn't here, but you know, if my calculations are correct, I believe that's you know like a twenty-five to thirty-three percent growth right there in, in eleven episodes. That's pretty good, boys. That's pretty good. I'll take it. So Josh was part of our draft that we talked about last episode. And uh, Josh, go ahead and give us just your overall uh, thoughts on we did the big board uh, instead of going with the ESPN computers. We did the big board, but also just your overall, like, how did you feel about the draft? Uh, I felt really good about my draft. Um, I had two quarterbacks in the middle of the draft that I was absolutely looking to secure. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend a high pick on one of the big three or four in our league because Trevor Lawrence went as a part of the big three. I don't, yeah, I can't remember where he went, but I believe there was some sweating going on there, thinking he might not make it back around. And he is probably correct. People definitely would take him just to spite uh, 10. Yep. So uh, I feel really good about my team. I love the big board. Felt like we were in the big, like, war room. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've always got those magnets where they slap people around to do this and do that. So that was fun. And it's always fun yelling at people when they can't get their pick in on time. So exactly. <laughs> we yeah, did that absolutely. a lot, didn't we? Absolutely. Like, Is that the first time you ever did that uh, type of draft, Josh? Man, I've been playing fantasy football like 15 years, and that is the first big board draft that I have ever done. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so much fun. So I look forward to hopefully doing it again next year. Sorry to the Durham boys, but we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> I think it would help if we had like an updated, like best available players left for some of the ones that wanted nah. something like that. So nah, nah, we nah. can tweak that's, it a little bit if needed. That's helping people out that don't need it. I, and I enjoyed yelling at Zach when he was trying to draft someone who got drafted three rounds ago, you know? <laughs> and seeing how angry he the big dogs. Yeah, and getting Robert all riled up. Mm. Um, but we've got a great episode for you guys today. We are going to be doing a Guess That Stat with Mason. We're also going to have a sports press release where Josh and Mason have cooked up some very juicy topics I can't wait to dive into. And then we're going to wrap up as always on these Friday's episodes till the season starts, we've got some futures for everybody. Now this will be the last week of Friday futures because next week we will be doing a season preview of NFL and college where we're going to give out some division winners, um, Super Bowl winners, and the college playoff prediction. So looking forward to that next week. We'll be getting Josh's thoughts on that today since he will not be here next week, but, uh, 
let's go ahead and dive on into the guess that stat, Mason. All right. So my guess that stat is an NFL guess that stat is a quarterback stat. And uh, Tinsley, while you're thinking of your record, Josh, we're going to keep up with these. I want I want to see uh, how well you do with this. I have this as a level four. Ooh. I think it's pretty tough, but I don't think it's impossible. So we'll see how this goes. But my question is, Patrick Mahomes was the only quarterback last year to throw over 5,000 yards and is the betting favorite at plus 140 to do it again. We have nine different quarterbacks to throw over 5,000 yards in a season. Out of this list, which quarterback has not had that milestone? I came up with this all on my own because I wanted to see. They have in DraftKings, they have a bet to get 5,000, and all of them are huge plus money, except for I was like, why is Patrick Mahomes? And I was like, oh, yeah, he did hit that last year. Yeah. It's like, how many have? And it's wild that nine different quarterbacks have done it. So here's the list of them is it a matthew stafford b Jameis winston c dan marino d matt ryan or e justin herbert to not throw for five thousand yards in a season so has I have, not thrown for five has not thrown for five one of them hasn't but the rest yes. have the rest have Hmm. Okay, so oh, I'm eight and two. By the way, I went one and one last week. Your college one got me, but okay, eight and two, perfect. Eight and two. So let me let me go over it one more time, just for the audience and for you guys while you're thinking. Uh, Five thousand. Which one has not? Matthew Stafford, Jameis Winston, Dan Marino, Matt Ryan, Justin Herbert. So I definitely think. I definitely think Justin Herbert threw for over 5,000. I think he did his rookie year. Yeah, his rookie year went off. And I want to say Winston might have done that as well in his first year or two. They want you to say Marino, but he was thrown for so many yards back in the day. I I do think he he probably hit it. Um, I remember when Stafford did it because he was on my fantasy team. I'm going to go – I'm going to go – uh, I'm gonna go Jameis Winston. Okay, I'm okay. gonna go with I'm gonna go with Matt Ryan. And the answer Locked is D. Matt Ryan. Let's go one and zero, baby. Uh, uh, I wanted to find somebody that had it so close. I think his was like four thousand nine hundred and something. So he almost oh. had it, but he has not had a five thousand yard season. And Josh comes in right off the bat. First episode, Next guy up, baby. Nails eleven four. Eleven, a level four uh, question there. So that is my. That is my. I thought Matty Ice would have had that. Who has the most five thousand yard throwing seasons? I'm not even going to give a. This is this won't count. I'm just that's Stafford. That has to be Stafford. No, No, it's not not out not out of this list. Just all together. Yeah, I'm Peyton or Brady. Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. They threw the ball. Check down Brees. Check down Brees. Check down, <laughs> yeah. So that is my uh, guess that stat question. What did you think about that one, guys? That was a pretty good one. That was a good one. I, I love when you give us uh, the multiple choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when I throw in a. You always hear A, B, C, and D. You never hear that E or F. But I like to just throw those in just to, just to throw you a little bit of a curveball. So 
right. So our uh, our next segment is going to be the sports press release, and I can't wait. I'm just going to go ahead and jump in with Josh's press release. I did want to say one thing about some of the um, betting, uh, some of the bets that I've taken, and Josh has been kind of a hater on those. <laughs> He has in our document here Josh's thoughts on Mason. He put that in there, so I'm curious. We kind of overlooked that, but I'm so curious to to learn about what your thoughts are of me, Josh. We will, we will, we will save that. Okay, oh, we'll okay. save that for the end. Give the people something to look forward yeah, to. That's a good little end. teaser. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. That- that's that's a professional move right there from Josh. He's teasing it, and making him stick to the end. That's well, this guy's a pro. Well, it's gonna be worth it. Oh, it's gonna be <laughs> worth it. It's gonna be worth it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so the the press release took me a couple of days. I was trying to figure out where in the world I was gonna go with this, and then um, you know I think there were some big news this week in regards to a couple top five picks that have ultimately completely been busts. Um, Corey Davis retires, former Titan, mm. now Jet retires. Uh, it was top five pick by the Tennessee Titans. Played two seasons in New York, uh, but just, I mean, he could catch it, but he couldn't cut it. Um, he was the guy for a long time, and I think if he had been able to stay healthy, maybe had a little bit, of, little bit more help, maybe he could have survived, but, uh, you know, he just couldn't hang on, literally. Uh, and then Trey Lance, man, what in the world has happened to Trey Lance? You know, he gets knocked down to number three on the depth chart. Sam Darnold's going to be the backup now behind Purdy. What in the world? This this team, first of all, if I told you that a team was going to mortgage their future with three first-round picks and a third-round pick, and mm-hmm. then I told you that just a few years later, they're looking to cut or release this guy, and it's the most important position. Do you think they still have a quarter, uh, a coach, a head coach? No, that GM and head coach anywhere else is fired. But they they stumbled upon Brock Purdy, who oh, is just like perfect for this yeah. Kyle Shanahan offense. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan really wanted Trey Lance. There were a lot of rumors in that draft that he wanted Mac Jones pretty bad. But John Lynch has the final say as the GM and, and saw uh, that Trey Lance had the more higher ceiling, I suppose. And that's the thing about Trey Lance. We don't really know. It's, he didn't play a lot in college. He lost his last year with COVID. He never really got a chance in the NFL. He started last year and then uh, had the compound fracture to his ankle. And he's just, he's not been able to get the job back. Um, I saw this very interesting stat because, like what you said, the 49ers traded three first round picks for Trey Lance at number three overall. If that wasn't bad enough, here are the next 10 players drafted after Trey Lance Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell. Pene Sewell, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain, Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, Rayshon Slater. Um, Those are all Pro Bowl players. (laughs) I mean, Kyle Pitts has had a rocky start to his NFL career. They've had not great quarterback play, but I think he's going to have a great long NFL career. And then Justin Fields, I'm one way or the other on him. I mean, he's a playmaker, but um, I mean, that's that has to hurt if you're the 49ers sitting there looking at all those guys. Are you a Field of Dreams guy? I'm not. I'm. Oh, <laughs> embrace the bait. I am. I'm yeah, a big I'm, believer. 
I'm I'm ready for uh, for Mason's list that he has here that we'll get into in a second. But uh, I definitely liked where you're coming at with like the top five draft busts. I don't know that we want to if you can really throw the bust on Trey Lance yet, just because he's not he's not really had a chance. But I don't know that he will get another chance at this rate. Listen, if you can't cut it, and this is where I'm coming from, I think you kind of hit it just a minute ago. If you can't cut it in that Shanahan offense, if you can't cut it there, you can't cut it anywhere. Yeah. Nowhere. It's the the most QB-friendly offense in the whole NFL. Or at least these guys coming out of small schools, you you would think they would come in with chips on their shoulders, but, you know, they they just – these top five small school guys, they've had a hard time sticking around the last few years. I did want to go back to the uh, for the Corey Davis one. That did shock me his retirement because I was like, "Is he going to get lost in the like? Why? What's the reason? Unless they he really would got lost in that depth chart to like wide receiver four or five. And I got it pulled up here. So we got Garrett Wilson, obviously. So and first of all, this is according to like the ESPN depth chart. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Miko Hardman are all the starters. This was this is after this is updated, and then you got Randall Cobb, Jason Brownlee, which I've heard he's kind of turned some heads at like preseason and like training camp and stuff. And then Alex Eckerson, which I don't even know who that is. So I was thinking, is he really gonna? Would he really just get lost where he would just be irrelevant in fantasy, irrelevant on that team? Like he. He should have had a chance, right? Or I would have thought there had to be yeah. something with this. Is it just the injuries? I think the injuries. There were some reports that came out Monday that uh, Corey Davis was being shopped as as like a you know what they do when they cut players, which they have to cut down the rosters on Tuesday. They'll shop them around. Like I'm, we're going to cut this guy. If you want to have a chance at him for sure, then give us a six round pick or something like that. And I don't think he wanted to go through that. I think he's dealing with some lingering injuries. He's trying to get to a hundred percent and he didn't want to have to hop on a team this late into the thing. Cause yeah. he's, you know, he's going to be behind in the playbook and things like that. So I just think I, I wouldn't surprise me if he took the year off, got healthy and made a comeback. Cause he's, he's not, He's not like old. He's still a relatively young player. That's six, what I was thinking. That's six shocking. seasons. Yeah, six seasons. And and he came up with an Instagram post where he he cites that that he's been seriously considering stepping away for fo- from football for some time now. Um, so you know, I don't know. I think more and more you see these guys um in the next generation that are just like, man. It's not worth it anymore. Uh, he says he's got two kids and a wife, and he wants to go home. So, hey, if you're making that, that much decision, as a football player, yeah. yeah, you could you could literally not work for the rest of your life and take care of your bot. Like you're so beat up in the NFL, and you don't have to work the rest of your life if you're making that top of money, top wide receiver. I'm not sure what his contract was, but I'm sure he'll probably be set. Yeah, or top, get, five draft picks. So it, it, those contracts are pretty nice. Yeah. But uh, I would just want to touch back on that before we kind of moved on and lost that completely because yeah. that was like a shocker to me. But uh, where do you think Trey Lance is going to end up? Is he going to just stay as that third? Or are they going to shop him around? Where do you, what are you guys thinking? I think they got to shop him. Um, I don't know what they're going to get for him, but but I think they got to at least try to get a third back. I, I don't know that they will. Um, I think the best spots for him are, you know, Atlanta, Miami, uh, Tampa Bay. 
but you know he, he's coming in somewhere to to be the backup in, in hopes that you know Atlanta Ritter doesn't pan out or in Miami not that we wish injuries but that Tua hasn't learned to fall um, yeah. Tampa Bay who knows what in the world's going on down there oh it's the um, Baker show baby did you hear that this was almost my press release did you hear that story about baker and, and his family like doing him dirty like yeah his investing. dad and brother are working for the uh investment company that is in charge of his money and he's now suing them because uh they mismanaged all his money so that's tough it's a tough look um that's just wild but he uh, has to have a lot of money with the amount of commercials that he did. I All think those I saw commercials. <laughs> I, I saw him more in my commercials than I did yes. on the football field. <laughs> uh, I definitely, I definitely agree. I, I do think the 49ers being the organization that they are, they're not just going to sit on a young quarterback who could get them something. I think they could get a third round pick. Um, I, I definitely see where the Falcons might be interested if, if Ritter is not, which I don't think he's going to be like the guy or I'm going to throw a surprise team at everybody. I'm going to throw the Vikings out there. They can walk away from Kirk cousins after this year with no money against the cap. They don't have a young quarterback uh, behind him. They could maybe throw a fourth or fifth round pick to the 49ers. Just like, listen, I mean, you got to get something for him, right? You're not going to start him because you got Purdy, Sam Darnold's a capable backup who, Honestly, if if Sam Darnold gets in that system and plays, Sam Darnold will win football games for the 49ers. He's it's just it's better destined than to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would not surprise me if Sam Darnold wins a playoff game for the 49ers this year. Like I I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever. Um so I definitely I definitely agree that I think Trey Lance will be on the move. He didn't show up to practice today after it was announced that he was the third string quarterback. He was a no show. So interesting. I, I think he's gone. No, which he's is just, it's just wild. Where he's going into year three and he's maybe started a handful of games for him and they put all their eggs in that basket. And yet they're still a Super Bowl contender. I mean, their window's still wide open. They're 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 the second favorite to come out of the NFC. Can you think of any other team that has done this where you don't even know what they're starting. They did this with Jimmy Garoppolo and they didn't know like he was staying away from the team and it was going to be the Trey Lance show. And they were still probably like the over under was probably over 10 wins. And they were a playoff contending team that was like you said, Super Bowl, like they had a chance at a Super Bowl. Can you think of any other team that they could, you could not tell me who the quarterback was going to be. And I'd still be like, oh yeah, they could they could win it all because that's what it, we're looking at. They've had so many different options of quarterback, and we're still talking about them being a playoff team, which is wild to me. If you said that about any other team, I'd be like, okay, then no, they're not going to be a playoff team. But with this team, it does not matter who's out there; they can still win games. Yep, all right, it's super impressive. I think it's just this system of Shanahan, man. Yeah. <laughs> McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and some of those Ayu, weapons out there. Studs yeah. everywhere. Studs everywhere. Everywhere. So we're heading into the week three of preseason, which means that we have one week left until after that. We will have yep, 15 regular- days from now. Yep, we will Let's have Let's go. We will have NFL football. So my question is, is that we've had some pretty impressive performances out on the football field these last two weeks. 
So going into the third week, I'm curious to see what happens with depth charts and if some people are moving players around on their fantasy team because they got hype, hyped up during the preseason or during training camp. So my question to everybody out there and to the guys and to myself is, these players that I list off, I'm going to give the player, I'm going to give the stat, and we're going to talk about their performance, and then we're going to buy, sell, or the last one will be who cares. So the first one we're going to start with is Justin Fields. For Josh and I, Titans fans over here, we watched him for a couple series in that first preseason game. He did not play last preseason game, but everybody was losing their mind on social media. For the smallest sample size on planet Earth, in my opinion, which was three for three, 129 yards and two touchdowns. Can't miss, bro. Can't miss 100% on three attempts. And I'm thinking everybody needs to calm it down here. But what do you all think? Buy, sell, or who cares? Buy. Go ahead, Tense. Buy? Oh, I snapped him. Uh, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you do your thing. Then I'll come in at the end. (laughs) All right. So here's the thing. Um, don't know if you looked at the air yardage of those passes. Uh, the first one had a air yardage of one yard to DJ Moore, and then he busted it for a touchdown. The second one had an air yardage of two. Now, this is how long the ball goes into the air and then it's caught. So you're looking at two bubble screens that got busted for long touchdowns in the preseason. I I'm not I, I don't want to come off as like a Justin Fields hater because I would have been happy to draft him if Trevor Lawrence wasn't there because that whole season, I thought that we, we won one game and I thought, great, we're going to get second overall because the jets aren't going to win any games. Then they messed up. Um, I was, I was ready to take Justin Fields and I'd probably be, I'd be standing on the table for him because he is a playmaker, but I just don't trust him as a passer. It's a, it's a common thing with Ohio state quarterbacks that they're not great NFL passers because it's a lot different trying to throw to an open man in the NFL as it is in college. Ohio state is receivers that just they're crazy and they're, they're going to get open by five, six yards every play, not in the NFL. It doesn't happen. So I'm not as big on Justin Fields, that stat line I'm selling. I don't care. It's, I don't, We'll see what happens not week one of the preseason. You know what, ladies and gentlemen? He had stats upon stats. Those were free. Uh, actually, they were brought to you by Mountain Dew Kickstart. Those stats were. <laughs> but that's a, that's my drink of choice to get me through this podcast. But uh, those are those are good stats, Tens. I didn't even have those. That was on oh, yeah. my press release, and he's over here backing me up. But, Josh, what do you think? Buy, sell, guess- who cares? I got stats for you. I got stats oh, for he's you. He's got stats. All right, let's go. For you. Mr. Checkdown Breeze threw for how many 5,000 yard seasons? The most? Is, the is most. that what we determine? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Dude, it's the scheme, it's the fit, it's the read. And, and I'll say this you didn't know this about me. Some of you did, some of you didn't, but you're, you're about to know. This segment's brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy Football. Okay. Because your boy plays in a few dynasty leagues. A few. I might be in a few of them with him. (laughs) Just a few. And I just want you to know your boy spent an entire offseason with the number two pick trying to figure out, okay, do I want Trevor Lawrence or do I want Justin Fields? 
And by the mm. end of my film study, after I looked at windows that they were throwing into, I'm telling you, bro, I spent months, I spent months watching game film. Looked at all 22. I watched all of them. And it was 1A, 1B for me. And, and might I even say, just in fantasy football, the world of rushing reigns king. And mm. so it was 1A, 1B for me. I, I'm a big fields guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it all. Yep, all that running. What did it do for his team last year? Oh, they just had the worst record in the NFL. That's all. <laughs> but he had to run. He didn't have anybody to throw to. I'm Ugh. curious to see how DJ Moore is going to. But we got to move on because I got several others so here. Good. Someone I am excited about. Oh, by the way, I'm going to. Who cares? Because I want to wait and see him actually do it in a game. I know we're like, well, it's preseason, Mason. Are you going to say that for all of them? No, I'm not. But for him, he had three. It was three for three. I mean, come on. And he said check down. So who cares right now? If he has those stats in real games against starters and he has more than three passes, then I'll start paying attention. Sam Howell. I'm a huge fan of this guy. I really hope the commanders have been on the struggle bus with quarterbacks. And I don't know why they're a ton, they're a fun team to root for. I wish that they had a better team name, to be honest. Uh, they, I felt like they really blew it. That's a that's a subject for a different time. But after Washington football team, I was like, okay, they can't mess this up. And I felt like they messed it up. But Sam Howell, two hundred sixty five yards and three touchdowns in two games total. Buy sell? Who cares? Go ahead, Josh. You get this one. Uh, I'm gonna buy it. Uh, fun fact okay. for you. I don't remember the exact number, but I'm pretty sure Sam Howell, somebody look this up. I'll look this up in a minute while, while Tins is talking. But I think he actually had more rushing yards in his last mm-hmm. year in college than Anthony Richardson's had oh, in his last year of college. So yeah. I'll look that up in a minute. But uh, I think he's way more accurate. I think he comes from that, that great offense there uh, in North Carolina. Um, Drake May is about to be a dude this year. And, uh, you know, they kind of seem little, similar, right? A little bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we like our cook, our cookful boys and, uh, Mac Brown's one of those. So we, we got to <laughs> cheer him on. No, I'm, uh, I'm definitely buying Sam Howell. I was very high on him in college. Uh, people, he, he would have been a first round draft pick had he come out his junior year. He would have been a high draft pick. He was, he's everything Baker Mayfield wishes he was. He has all the arm talent. He's athletic enough, especially at the NFL level. He was a good runner in college. Um, he lost all his weapons. He lost his top three receivers and both running backs and then decided to come back for his senior year. And I don't know why, because all he did was hurt his draft stock. Hmm. I think he fell into an okay situation with Washington. They do have good weapons. Um, and Eric Bieniemy is the new offensive coordinator. I really do see a very, like, there's a path for Washington to have a good year. And I think Sam Howell could be that guy for them. All right. I'm also buying on that one. So we're all across the board here. We're buying stock. We are buying stock. The next Darren Sproles listed at five, five is Deuce Vaughn. He's been turning heads at preseason. He's been turning head. Everybody's been, he's a shifty guy and on the training camp. Uh, playing uh, on the fields there he had 64 yards and two touchdowns in his two games what do y'all think go ahead Tens. I, I just i just can't uh i just i shifty don't know guy though shifty guy that's what they say about guys that aren't fast that are just 
they move around a lot. Like he does a lot of wasted shakes and he's, he's playing against third string guys in the preseason. I don't, I don't know what I don't care. He's not, he's not important to me. (laughs) Our first, I don't care brought to you by Reese's. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Josh, what do you think? So is this buy seller? Who cares? Is that what we're doing here? Yes. Buy seller. Um, Who cares? I'm going to sell because I think that somebody's buying this hype, but it's not me. Um, Mm. I do care because I think I get something out of him. But, dude, 5'5 five, five is way too small. He's too skinny. Uh, Sproles was a stud. Uh, but, man, he had some strength. I think of, like, the muscle hamster. Uh, mm. Tens knows who I'm talking about. Doug That's Martin. Doug Martin. <laughs> oh, mus- yeah, muscle hamster is Doug Martin. Uh, Pocket Hercules is Maurice Jones Drew. There you go, MJD. Uh, yeah, those yeah. three running backs that we just – talked about all had one thing in common they were five foot eight and they had big old butts and thighs like they they were powerhouses deuce vaughn is is a skinny five five guy it's not gonna work man it's just somebody, not somebody clip that somebody clip that for the youtube please that's going straight please. to the tiktok please thick them boys be thick and uh deuce just deuce just isn't that it's a great moment a call from his dad you know i think he'll be a good spell guy but he can't maintain this. He can't. There's too many carries in a season for him. You know, like he's not going to be that guy. So, I could see so. him being like a a dump dump off, like kind of receiving back in a sense. Yeah, maybe like a little trick plays, but trick play guy perhaps. Uh, Darren Sproles was. Yeah, Darren Sproles was five six by the way. So oh. they're they're right there in height. Uh, speaking of running backs, the next guy. Uh, me and Josh know who this guy is because our team drafted him, and that is Tajay Spears with 13 carries, 89 yards, and one touchdown. What do you think, Josh? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? The king sits on the throne, okay? And that's all that matters. This guy doesn't have an ACL. He's not <laughs> going to get any playing time unless the king is down, at which point, who cares anymore? Who cares? So if running backs are limited and how, how, wait, hold on. How much longer do you think uh, he's got in the tank? King Henry. No, he's a physical freak. It, it, he's uh, got 10 more years. <laughs> I think he's got what? two or three, two, two Tennessee or three Duke? solid years. Okay. So at that point, Tajay Spears will probably already be a hundred. Well, Tajay I'm saying Spears zero. Will, he's, he's saying Ooh. zero. Derrick Henry Guys. falls off the cliff this year. Fun fact, last time he had a true number one receiver and a tight end, he went for 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Good thing good thing your tight end went off the practice field yesterday and didn't practice today, and your number one wide receiver is an old, old man. How's that worked out for the Titans the last three times they've tried to sign an old man at wide receiver? Ah, we're not going to talk about that. Ah. I got 15 days to figure it out. <laughs> So I take it you're selling tens, or are you? Uh, he's a titan, so yeah, I'm selling. I have a, I have, a, I have a few rules in life, and one of them is, I don't, I don't mess with titans players. I'm sorry, I don't draft them. I've never drafted a titans player for any of my fantasy teams, and I never will. I've never bet on the Tennessee Titans, and I never yeah. will. I, uh, I gave tens money line for the Titans, which it hit last preseason game. And he didn't take it, obviously. So that's fine. Like, you, don't get, you don't get the money that the Titans made. That's fine because I got that's, it. Who cares? There's, there's You have to stand money, for something. You have to stand for something. And I do. <laughs> and it's that I hate the Titans. 
Well, they the Titans hate you, so how about they, that? I know, and that's fine. I got to be there for both their losses last year. So I would like to throw mm. something out. I'm going to go with a uh, sell because Julius Chestnut also has. So here's what here's what I'm talking about. This is going to be who's playing for number two. Knock on wood of King Henry, like or contract or whatever. How many years? What's what's he got going on, Josh? With uh, is it I his, think this is contract year. Yeah, he's so, got, well, yeah, because they. I think he has one more, but they moved his money around to where they could cut him for no cap casualty. Like it wouldn't hit the cap next year. He'll never leave. They'll rework it. So I'll sell it, but it's a. Uh, I want to keep an eye on like Tajay. Why would you spend a third round pick on Tajay Spears unless you were really wanting to? Was it third round? Third round. Pick? Yeah, third round. And you got Julius Chestnut here also performing pretty well. So I'm gonna sell. Well, while you're looking that up, Josh, you can just interrupt me whenever. I am going to go with the last player, which I'm sure that so final year of his contract. Okay, okay. final year of his contract. So. Yeah. So there are more players. I would have listed off like 15 of them, but I wanted to go with somebody that I'm kind of excited for, and that's going to be Tank Dell. Now he had five receptions for 65 yards and a touchdown. You're like, oh, no big deal, but. If you think about the situation that they have in Houston and the other wide receivers, I added him on our fantasy team. Uh, if he puts on a little more weight, but he has been doing these plays where I'm like, wow, that's that's a starting wide receiver uh, in the NFL. So uh, I kind of lost, got lost in the snake here. Who went last time first? Josh did. So 10s, buy or sell, or who cares on Tank Dell? I'm I'm buying in on Tank Dell. I think he's going to he's building a good chemistry with uh, CJ Stroud, which is what you want with a you know rookie quarterback. They brought in a rookie wide receiver, so they're playing a lot together. Get that chemistry down. He's going to be a good slot receiver in the NFL. He's he's not very big. You, I don't think he's going to win like 50-50, Just go up and go get it balls. But he he will be a good safety blanket for CJ Stroud, which is what you want in your rookie year. So I'm buying in on Tank Dell. Everybody, every quarterback, especially those rookies, need a good slot receiver. So if he yep. could really break open there, what do you think, Josh? Buy, sell? Who cares? I'm buying. Uh, I think he is the real deal. I think the way he was used in uh, Houston is very similar to the way he will also be used in Houston in a on a different field. So he gets to hang out close to home. Um, C.J. Stroud really wanted him, and I think it's really cool that the GMs. It is saying, all right, we're going to go get your guy. Why don't you make the phone call? Yeah. And so, awesome. you know, building early chemistry, they've got, you know what, some might say shared trauma on certain draft nights because some people slip and fall. They've got a shared win and experience, and I think that foundation could, not that everything's built on that, but, man, yeah. like what a catapulting moment for them. I, he's a real deal. He reminds me a lot of, of a Percy Harvin-type player. Mm, that's he's good. super electric. So hopefully he can stay healthy. So I kind of already teased it, but I'm buying. Uh, I'm looking at this depth chart right now. We got Nico Collins, Robert Woods, which how did he perform on the Titans, Josh, if you remember Robert Woods? I don't remember him doing anything. I'm not even exactly. sure if he played. Bobby Trees wasn't there. He got uprooted. He, <laughs> so he 
is listed as a starter, but I don't know if it's just because uh, he's a veteran at this point. He's not really done anything to show like he's still got that flash or still got that playmaking ability that he had with the Rams. Noah uh, Noah Brown, he was on the Cowboys last year. And then the second string, John Menchie, or Mechie? Mechie. John Mechie the third, which I'm rooting for uh, after everything with uh, his medical issues. And then Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson. So we're looking at kind of an open wide receiver room, in my opinion. So he could kind of just take reins over the whole like starting wide receiver, at least if it's not week one, week four, week five going into that. So we'll see what happens. But kind of excited about that player for sure. I didn't really know much about him. Sometimes I it's just so many college players and you kind of lose. And then once I started seeing some training camp videos and then preseason stuff, I was like, man, this guy, he's he's the real deal. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, that is my buy, sell, or who cares for my sports press release. Sweet. Well, that's going to do it for the press release this week. Now we're going to dive, before we get into our futures, I did want to ask Josh to give us his college football champion and his Super Bowl champion. Because me, Mason, and Zach are going to be doing this pretty in-depth next week. But I want to hear what Josh has to say, because uh, he's he's definitely got some some takes. I can't wait, by the way. So excited for this. Go ahead, I Josh. I got some takes. I've got some takes, and I'm ready for the criticism, Mason. I, I'm sure you're going to fade me, um, and it's well-deserved. Um, but we'll, we'll see, you know, only time will tell. Uh, you know, I, I, looking at this, I, I think, do I want to go chalk or do I want to go with my gut? And I, I'm going to go with my gut kind of guy. I'll ride that thing all the way to the end. Uh, chalk is boring. Chalk is boring and it tastes terrible. <laughs> nobody likes, nobody likes it. Um, so UGA, sure. They are absolutely dominant. Uh, last two years have been some of the most impressive college football teams that I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Uh, but they lost a lot last year. They should hold on to that number one spot for a while. They, their schedule is cake, though. They don't play anybody until they play Tennessee, and that's going to be the game that defines their season. So if somebody can catch them early, catch them off balance, catch them off guard, then I think, man, they're – they're not going to repeat again. There's no way. Um, so if, if you stick with the chalk, I think UGA is obviously the odds-on favorite. But uh, no, not here, not today. So so I look, in, I look inside the top 10, and I start thinking, okay, which teams are hungry? Because I think desperation does a lot for a college athlete. And so I think about, okay, what's Saban going to do? They were absolutely embarrassed. Bryce Young put the whole team on his back. Dude should have won the Heisman, but we're not going to go there. It's just my opinion. He was absolutely the most valuable player and the best player in the nation last year. Just my opinion. Uh, what are they going to be able to do? Are they going to be able to bounce back? When was the last time Saban had two bad years in a row? Not going to happen. Dude's going to be working 23-hour days, burning the midnight oil and some. Uh, I think there's a good chance they climb back up there. Uh, Clemson, they finally figured out their quarterback situation. Dabo, he's got to get things back on track, or otherwise you know, that seat's going to get a little warm. Uh, USC, what? hey, you got a Heisman winner now. What, what, what's Caleb Williams going to be able to do? Um, but I think ultimately 
you stick with what you know. Stick with the devil that you know is the saying. And and I think Saban and Bama are going to be able to get back up. And that hurts me to say. It mm. really, really hurts me. But I think that's really what's what's going to happen. Um, I want I, I want the Vols to do some things, and I think they got they got a great shot to do it. Uh, but you know, stick with the heritage and the tradition, and winners are, are forged, and you know that's a factory that's already been forging. Yep. So uh, that's you know I can't wait to hear what you guys got to say about some NCAA football next week. But uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for some college football to be back in my life. I need it. I don't know about you guys. Are you guys ready for the season? I'm ready. I'm I'm going to be glued to my TV all weekend. For I don't care. It's week zero. I don't week care. Zero. I'm going to watch Notre Dame blow out Navy. It doesn't matter. I just got to watch something. I got to watch some football. Um, got to watch some I, dudes hit some dudes, you know? Yeah. I definitely – yeah. I, I like that pick with Bama there. I'm not going to give away too much because I have some, some things to mm. say on next week's episode that I've been cooking up for like a month now. But – uh. Definitely, I definitely like all your points there, except for the whole Georgia thing. They can bump off. They're a bunch of cheaters. <laughs> that they are. That they so, are. I so wanna, let me – no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I was trying to fact check myself, and I'll have to go back and look, and maybe it, we can add this in social media or next episode. I'm pretty sure I saw something that the last time a number one – AP number one won the college championship was like 2017 with or something with Alabama 2017 2007 something like that it was a while ago there's a lot of pressure on these AP number ones I'm gonna have to look and see what year it was I know I know it's and it doesn't happen very often so I'm gonna try 2017. to look it up 2017 Alabama and also the back to backs is also there's just so much pressure. So I'm fading. I wish that this, there's like a bet Georgia versus the field. It's not even worth it to take the field. It's like my, like you would have to bet like a hundred dollars to win like 10. It's not even worth it or something like that. But I really do. I just don't see how, and Josh hit the nail, like hit the nail on the head when it came to, you know, they lost a lot and then they're having all these higher expectations. So we'll see what happens, but I mean, Stetson Bennett's been playing quarterback there for like my entire life. So (laughs) he's finally graduated. Yeah. He he looked good. Hey, he looked good for the Rams the other day. Kind of, I mean, it surprised me, but it kind of didn't at the same time. So, but you know who feels like they're playing forever, have been playing forever. Say it with me, everybody. Bo Bo Nix. I mean, come on now. How? And I actually Jinx. looked. He's not even that old, huh? But he just feels Jinx. like he's been playing forever. Yeah, it's crazy. He's gonna be like twenty-eight. I mean, he has to be right. <laughs> like Brandon Whedon. <laughs> oh, you guys even know who that is? We're Browns oh, quarterback, baby. Yeah, he's a legend out there with uh, Justin Blackman. Ooh, <laughs> Texas or Oklahoma State. Um, I got my NFL. I got my NFL yeah, team. Let's, for you let, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Um, you know, it's same thing. Chalk or not. Nah. Chalk is is easy. Chalk is easy. Chiefs and Eagles, nobody would sweat or stress that or even think twice about that, except for me. We're not going mm. there. Like I like my champions. Like I like my razors, and that's with an edge. Okay, boys? I don't know if you guys can tell. I don't like razors that much. <laughs> and uh, it's because I don't win a whole lot of championships. But they make too much sense. Um, I think – I think you know, I'm going to pick, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Niners 
over the Bills mm. in Ooh. the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm gonna go Niners over the Bills. I think I think Josh Allen gets the boys over over the Chiefs hump. I think the, the hangover is just too strong this year for the Chiefs. Um, but but I think just like with the NCAA teams, I need somebody with some desperation. So I want I want the Niners because I think everybody on that team has something to prove. You got Mister Irrelevant, who has now fought off a, a top two top five picks for a starting job. Wow, that's impressive, mm. and I think he deserves it. Do I think that the offense makes it easy on him? Yes, I absolutely do. Shanahan in that West Coast offense makes it super easy, but he makes the throws and he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, Shanahan, I mean, only thing I got to say there is twenty eight to three, and that's enough for him to to get going, put some gas in the tank. CMC, obviously a great player, could could win MVP if things break right for him. You know, we talked about that, or you guys talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but Debo, where's he going? Ayuk, should he stay? Even that defense, I think the defense is what carries him, and that's why the quarterback play doesn't matter as much when you've got a dude named bosa back there just wreaking <laughs> havoc it makes it easy so i think i think it makes too much sense to me uh, return to greatness for for the red and gold and that super bowl prediction was brought to you by gillette razors <laughs> yes. with an edge rookie gillette. Rookie mistake. Mm. Oh, i like it so uh i will say that i'm not going to give my picks because i will next <clears> week <throat> that's a teaser for everybody out there uh keep them wanting more right but (laughs) um but i'm gonna say that i heard on just like a sports radio that someone said if you want to make a bet your best bet is to go with an nfc team because of the road to the super bowl compared to the afc you have a gauntlet i mean Mm -hmm. we we kind of talked about it before but I mean, I could just say three teams right now, which I know tens is not high on the Bills, but Bills, Chiefs, not in order, but Bengals. And then there's multiples after that. And you're just it's almost like a roll of the dice on who gets lucky, who has 13 seconds left on the clock, because that's all it took for Mahomes to get back down on the field. I mean, things go switch just like that. And when it comes to NFC, it's an easier road to the Super Bowl. So I, I, like, the, I like the pick with the NFC team there. We'll see what Thank happens. Thank you, Mason. You're welcome. Thank you. I've been pretty hard on you, so to get a compliment from you, I'm. Yeah, I was thinking maybe I shouldn't, but I'm feeling pretty nice today. I got my kickstart. I'm feeling good. So, well, speaking of uh, not respecting Mason's picks and being kind of hard on him, <laughs> we're gonna dive in and wrap up the episode with the future Fridays. Now, I know I've got I've got one that's not super juicy this week. Um, but let's kick it off. Let's kick it off with Josh right here. Well, boys, I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I'm a chronic fantasy football player. Mm. And so I based a lot of my picks off of that. Um, and so I'll give you guys some some good juicy picks because I'm thinking, okay, here's some guys that I'm targeting in drafts. I'm trying to keep secret and, and why. I mean, it's a similar process. And so I got online and started looking up some things and, and here's what I got cooked up for you, as as Tins would say. Um, I got a I got a not so juicy one cooked up, and then I got a juicy one. Mm, and, and, my, and my juicy one might come with a little bit of controversy, but hopefully not too much. Uh, but I, I'm gonna say <clears throat> this guy 
uh, is somebody we've already mentioned on this podcast earlier. Uh, somebody who threw for 5,000 yards. And if I told you that somebody who has already thrown for 5,000 yards and has an even better chance to do it now than what they did when they did it has an over-under for touchdowns at 29 and a half, would you, would, would you boys say that that's, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good bet. It's a pretty safe bet. Seems like it to me. So the guy I'm talking about here is Justin Herbert. Over 29 and a half touchdowns, minus 20, minus 120. I'll, I'll leave the, the fun math to you boys. I, I don't know what that means. Um, but I think the value should be at least maybe double that. I don't, I don't know. I, I think, you know, he threw for 38 touchdowns his rookie year. Only 25 last year, which is why I think the number is so low. But in comes Kellen Moore, the former Boise State standout uh, and definitely one of the league's best young minds right now. Uh, I think he'll be in the mix for head coaching jobs within the next two or three years. In four seasons as offensive coordinator, his unit has ranked overall as, as number two in the NFL in total offense and scoring. Okay, so 391 net yards per game and 27.7 points per game. Dallas offense, when he led them, was also the NFL's fourth best passing offense, 26.4 net yards per game. Uh, and then they were seventh in the league in rushing, which doesn't matter here. Um, but I think what, what you really need to know, what really uh, stands out to me, is that when he coached um, in 2018, he had 12 different Pro Bowl selections. Uh, well, not that year, but I guess over the last four years. Uh, but he tutored Dak Prescott, who has been basically trash since he left. Um, and in 2021, he was the league's best offense ever. Uh, 407 net yards, and they scored 31.2 points per game. And, and that, I mean, that led the league. Um, or two years before that, in 19, he led the league with 431. So I think, you know, you get this guy coming in who likes to take shots, likes to throw the ball down the field. I think they've got a healthy wide receiver room. Hopefully it can stay that way. Austin Eckler, he can dump it to him. He's going to get some yak. I think 30 touchdowns, the only thing you really have to worry there, worry about there is is Eckler vulturing some touchdowns. But uh, over 29.5, minus 120, smash that. Absolutely. That, that's 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 gonna hit. I'll be shocked if it doesn't. What do you boys think about that? Yeah, I'm definitely that. I'm definitely taking that one for sure. I'm also like taking that, that one. You got Keenan Allen, you got Austin Eckler for dump off passes, you got Mike Williams, and you got the new rookie Quentin Johnson, which has been uh lighting it up in training camp. So <clears throat> I like it. Who's their tight end there? I kind of drew a blank. I think it's Everett. Uh, okay. Everett or uh, and uh, right. some Parham, mm-hmm. Donald big, Parham, big Donald. Yeah, he's huge. He's like six seven. Too much fantasy football for me. I'm taking that <laughs> bet tonight. Like it. Ooh, lock it in. Well, here's here's a, just save that thought. I got a juicier one for you. Okay, when I was right. on there looking up some quarterback stuff because I think I think there's two quarterbacks in the middle of drafts that are really going to stand out to people. One of them I got in our league, uh, Lamar. I think Lamar's. I think he's the real deal, and I think they're going to throw the ball way more than they ever have, and that's going to open up his ability to run the run the ball. I think he could go for 4,000 throwing and, and 1,000 rushing. So <clears throat> I looked at some of his stuff, but I didn't like the odds. Um, and so as I was looking, I was looking at awards. MVP, Coach of the Year. I landed on Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, DeMar Hamblin is the odds-on favorite. 
Um, but I'll be honest with you. I think he already won comeback player of the year <laughs> just because he came back last year. And, uh, and that is, you know, like all jokes aside, that is an absolutely incredible moment. But did anybody know who DeMar Hamlin was before that happened? No, right. he was he was a second string guy on the team. I love the guy. Glad he's okay. Truly. Yeah. Um, but minus two eighty five, he is like you're losing money. You're just losing money. It's just not it's not a good idea. Uh, but again, like I just mentioned, you you can get Lamar at comeback player of the year for plus twenty five hundred or Cooper Cup at plus um, three thousand. <laughs> So again, I'll let you boys do the math on that because I really have no idea. But uh, <laughs> if you put ten bucks on that, what was what does that do for you? Uh, ten bucks on Lamar would get you two hundred and fifty, and then Cooper would get you three hundred bucks. So it's definitely it's. I mean, it's ten bucks. You know, don't buy that that uh, Chick Fil A meal and just uh, and invest in your future. on that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say that. You always have these every single year. The books are hoping does not happen. Mm -hmm. So let's say he doesn't play or he retires. That is probably out the door. Uh, He'll get some ESPYs and some like awards and like everybody's still like, man, that like that was a that was a crazy thing that happened. And like Josh already said, we're we're happy. He's okay, And it was a it was a great story. But. If he doesn't play, can you still give it to him? I don't really know, especially if Lamar Jackson or some of these other players are out here and they didn't do so well the season before, and then they literally they are on the field playing and they're playing lights out. So I could see that happening for sure. But um, Thank you. I'm we gonna got go. for us. So I have a bet that is more of like a fun bet here than oh. a serious one. So tread lightly with this one. The reason why I wanted to go with something like this is because you can still root for your team, Josh, to win the Super Bowl. But That's very pointed. Well, I'm just and Tinsley, Tinsley, Tinsley's team is on here as well. We all three can like root for our team and still cash our bet even if it doesn't. Let me explain why. First time Super Bowl winners, winner, yes, at plus 190. So you get plus money here, and Tinsley can root for his Jags. Oh, darn, they didn't get there, but there's there's still a chance. Or the Titans, oh, darn, they didn't get there, but there's still a chance because you have this list of teams that I'm about to list off. By the way in order of what I think their chances of getting to the Super Bowl, in my opinion, is. The Cincinnati Bengals. Josh already talked on the Buffalo Bills, so he can root for them and still get plus money. Vikings, the Jaguars, the Chargers, he just talked about, Justin Herbert. The Detroit Lions, which we'll see how if they're real or not. The Tennessee Titans are rooting for my own team. And then it gets a little... Mm, but we're still rooting for them, right? You always have that surprise team. But the the Browns, the Panthers, the Texans, Falcons, Cardinals. Back to like the buy sell, the last one, who cares for those last four or five teams, in my opinion. But I just I think you have all of these bets and then you're rooting for something and it just 
it does it already is dead like right off the bat at least this one you have a little bit of chance that oh my gosh my my team is playing not so well and we're halfway through the season they're not even going to get to the playoffs or the chance again well i can still root for one of these others so it's more like a fun i don't really have like statistics for this one but i'm gonna put just a little bit of money on it because i feel like the odds are pretty pretty good we were talking about like betting the field or georgia this is kind of like betting the field or a list of like four or five good teams in my opinion and then if there is like a surprise down at the bottom you have those to root for as well what do you guys think i I like having two of the top afc teams that are like their odds are the highest you you know you've got both of them in your back pocket with a few other teams that are long shot so getting it plus money is definitely it's worth it's fun it's something fun to root for and i already talked about the nfc like uh road to the uh super bowl for nfc you got the vikings that could possibly get there in my opinion and like we talked about if the lions are like a surprise team everybody's rooting for them uh could they actually get there we don't know but dan campbell you know coach of the year possibly this year everybody's rooting for him so we'll see what do you think josh i think you know if you just look at raw stats that's 12 out of 32 teams um you know that's like 30 something percent of the league that alone is pretty good odds. And you look at how many of those teams are actually really good and maybe legitimate contenders in, in their conference. I think that's, I think that's a great, I think that's a great one. I, I wouldn't fade you on this one. Hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> Took me long enough. Actually no. last week was my, my victory. I did not. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. Tens. What is your bet? Your All future? Right, so I've got, I've got two. They're the same thing. Um, so I'll give these and then we'll wrap it on up, but I've got the Packers over seven and a half wins at minus minus one twenty. or if you're like me and you, you need to see a little plus money sometimes to make these futures worth it. Uh, you can bump them up to over eight and a half wins at plus plus one sixty five. Mm. The reason I went with this, with this bet here, and I love moving the lineup. If you, if you don't feel super great, it's minus one twenty is still okay. But plus one sixty five, I think, is more more fun and worth having money sitting tied up in your account. They did lose, you know, they lost Aaron Rodgers, obviously, um, and lost a few other pieces: Alan Lazard, Robert Tanyan, and a few guys on defense. But they re-signed pretty much all their special teams aces, and I think they had the best, one of the best drafts in this NFL draft this this year. Drafting Luke, Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, which I don't know if you know this or not, but Iowa defensive ends, all they do is just play in the NFL for 15 years and <laughs> rack up stats, and they're just great pros. Um, they also drafted who I think is the best tight end in this draft class, uh, Luke Musgraves. He's already penciled in as a starter. He's been showing out at training camp. And then they also drafted Jaden Reed, slot guy from Michigan State, who is a big-time player there. So, I mean, they drafted three starters. Three guys are going to start day one. I know they're rookies, but they all come from big programs, and I think they're going to do well. This is all going to come down to Jordan Love. Can Jordan Love be a quality NFL quarterback? I think he can. Uh, head coach um, comes from the, the Shanahan tree. He's it's very QB friendly. Jordan Love played the same kind of system in college and they have pretty good weapons. I think Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs had their their rookies. You know, they had their rookie mistakes last year, but they've they've learned the system 
and are going to be, you know, playing with more confidence this year instead of just trying to cram in learning something new. They've got two great veteran um, running backs, a good offensive line, and their schedule is pretty – it's got some cupcakes on it. I don't think the Bears are head head and shoulders above the Packers. I don't think the Lions are either. I'm not buying all the Lions hype. The Vikings are always due to just choke and give a game away that they shouldn't. So, I mean, that's it's a – it's a weak division, in my opinion. They also get the Falcons, Raiders, Rams, Giants, Bucks, and Panthers. Mm. Those are all teams with quarterback questions. Uh, just, just in general, just uh, there's just a lot of weak spots right there. And they have one of the best home field advantages come late in the season, playing in Lambeau. Mm. So, nine wins. You're looking at a, a, a barely above 500 season. I see where that's definitely worth some, 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 some coins. Tossing some coins on there. So that is my future Friday. I had I had to go plus money hunting a little bit. I, I can't just keep giving out these minus one hundreds. You know, I had to I had to give something. I think we'll know about Jordan Love real quick. I think it's going to be one of those where we'll see it because we haven't really. It's like Trey Lance; he's not really had a chance. Yeah. So we'll know. We'll see what happens. What do you think? Buy, buy, buy or sell left? Just real quick. I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying on him. I think he's. I think he's going to be good. Mason. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say sell. Whoa. I just haven't seen anything. I'll have to change it. I don't know if we I'm didn't see to. anything from Aaron Rodgers either. He took over for Brett Favre, and here we are. Here we are. You're right. I'm gonna say sell. I might end up regretting that, but I'm gonna say sell. What do you think? I'll sell. I'll sell too. Uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat, but it is close. I want to believe, and I think he's definitely got some of the talent. Um, what was he doing in the waiting? That's always the question. What What do you do with the waiting? So we're going to find out. Reports are he's looking really good. Uh, looks like there might be three really solid quarterbacks in a row there for Green Bay, but only time will tell. So before we wrap up the episode, Josh, te- or I actually teased it at the beginning. Josh, let's hear it. Your thoughts on myself, Look, Mason. Here's let's here's what here's here's what I want you to know uh, as we wrap okay. this thing up, and we leave the people, you know, feeling good with a little bit of banter right before we leave. Um, here's what I want you to know. Okay, okay. all I'm, I'm looking for, and all I'm looking for in life is one thing, and one thing okay. only. I need somebody to love me the way you love Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I gotta have that, bro. The way the way you just off the top of your dome rattled off her top three performances, the way you stood up for her, like I've never heard you stand up for anything in your entire life. That's what that's what I need, bro. I need somebody like that in my life. Well, I appreciate that. I'm I'm here for the people of Sandra Bullock. I will say that I'm pretty disappointed in myself. Uh, as the president of the fan club, I forgot Miss Congeniality. How yeah. dare I do that? Yeah, yeah I agree course. there. Um, but I lost a couple nights of sleep over that. But I'm okay now. Uh, I will put Bird Box out of the, That was the only one I could think of at the time, I'm going to be honest. But it's still in the top five. But we're putting Miss Congeniality in there. Uh, and all is well with the Sandra Bullock fan club. Everybody, everybody respects me now. It's okay. But yeah, yes, I mean, I've, this I've podcast, yeah, this podcast is brought to you by Sandy herself, <laughs> Mrs. Bullock. 
And and one day the owners are going to come on to this podcast and, and, you know, I just want to be a part of it when she, when she does. Well, awesome. We'll make sure to get, get you back on here. Uh, that concludes our episode. Thank you, Josh, for being a part of it. You truly were the next guy up for this podcast. Uh, everybody out there, make sure that you like subscribe and comment on all of our platforms where you listen to the podcast, uh, check out our social medias. Well, we put stuff out there, uh, either every day or every other day. So make sure to vote, like get involved, put some comments down on there, but we appreciate you guys listening. Josh, any final words? No, just thanks for the opportunity. had a great time hanging out with you boys. I've been listening to you since, uh, the original day one back in the day yeah yeah. but uh, i'm excited to see where y'all go well we appreciate having you on uh if at any time that one of us is not available please have your phone on and we'll give you a call i'm the next guy up hey next guy up (laughs) that that may be the best title to have for this podcast i am the next guy up so i'll stay in my lane and play that role thank you guys all right absolutely uh we appreciate everybody listening uh, we look forward to he- uh, basically listen- having you guys listen to us for the Messing Around Monday episode. That's the podcast. That's the episode. See you.